Hey, welcome back. Jay Bakley, Julio Sanchez uh, producing the operation tonight. Uh, Caitlin Clark, by the way, I guess just set an NCAA scoring record. Really? Yep. Everybody's talking about the all-time NCAA women's basketball leading score. She did it from, like, the uh, the logo there before, right before half court there. She's amazing, man. Huge Chiefs fan. Lifelong Chiefs fan. Yeah, she was actually uh, at a game this year. I had the, the pleasure of seeing her. Oh, did you? I did, yeah. Lifelong. Who's the... Uh, Who's the uh, biggest star you've seen at uh, at a game? Mm, I guess it depends on what you call is a it star. Her? Well, it's pretty uh, big. Fat Joe was there for the uh, was the AFC Championship game there. Um, shoot, I don't know. It's, I mean, we pretty much deal with all the Taylor Swift. I didn't have direct access, uh, but kind of. Yeah, so I guess I guess probably Taylor Swift. Really? Yeah. You're part of that deal, huh? Well, you know, she takes up a lot of room with, with the security <laughs> situation. It's a, it's a lot of having to route and go other ways. Oh, I'm sure. When she's out and about. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Matt Fligner joined us earlier. We'll have the, the best of that here coming up in a little bit. Julio Sanchez told a great story that we haven't heard before uh, from a first-town account he had. Here was Dana Hughes' uh, reaction when he was on with Cody and Gold earlier today. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me on, guys. Uh, yeah, terrible, terrible event. Obviously, yesterday marred what was leading up to the end of a great day for Kansas City, for Chiefs Kingdom, and it's so sad that we had to experience it all that. Um, and sad for the families that were truly affected. Uh, I got text messages from family friends of um, uh, uh, Miss Lopez Galvan and and uh, before her name was even released. Uh, so I kind of knew a little bit about what was happening from that angle. But while we were there, um, we were actually right next to the stage, about to walk through Union Station. And as we were walking through Union Station to get back on the buses to Arrowhead Stadium, all we saw was a, uh, a huge amount of, law enforcement and uh you know all security and and those people fly right past us jumping the barricades and the gates uh heading to what looked like i believe was like the west side of union station and we just thought maybe there was just you know kids acting up or maybe uh you know a fight or something like that and you know, you just saw everybody kind of flee that way. But then when we saw the officers with guns drawn trying to direct us down to the bottom underneath Union Station, uh, we realized that it was more than just some kind of raucous uh, event. Uh, we didn't hear anything. We got underneath Union Station. Uh, like I said, there were hundreds, maybe a thousand or so people. Uh, because those are how many people boarded the buses at Arrowhead Stadium to shuttle down there. So none of us knew anything. And then when we got underneath Union Station, we had very little to no cell phone service underneath. So we really couldn't get any updates. Some word passed through Devon Cherrier uh, to myself and Keith Cash, uh, Sean Barber, uh, Tim Barnett. Uh, those were the former chiefs that were down there um and that's where the words kind of came through jason dunn was also there as well uh we just tried to 
sort through it all and try to figure out how we were going to make it back to Arrowhead Stadium to get in our cars and, and get home. Um, it definitely put a, a, a huge, huge uh, damper on the entire afternoon, and it, it, it's just a sad, sad course of events. When you're looking at what you think this means um, team-wise, Dan, I mean, you, you, know, you hear the stories of Trey Smith and Andy Reid, I mean, how hard is it going to be to feel like you'll be able to ever properly celebrate what occurred knowing what happened after and the impact it's probably going to have on these players for a very long time? We saw all the tweets from them last night. Yeah, I I think it does put you in in a perspective of wondering what the future holds. And not just from a player standpoint. I mean, those guys celebrated in the locker. I was in the locker room after the game. I was on the field after the game in Vegas. Uh, they celebrated all the way to Kansas City and up to the parade. You could tell that, literally, that they, they were celebrating up unto, through the parade. So I don't know if their personal celebration of any future success in the Super Bowl, but their ability to, to, to have that same kind of joy with the fans. You know how, how close we are as a Chiefs community and the Chiefs kingdom, and a lot of the successes that the teams get, well, even with the Royals, when they had their World Series run, you knew it was more about the community. You knew it was more about the kingdom. And these guys look forward to not only celebrating with their teammates right after the clock hit zero, but they really, really strongly look forward to the abilities and the opportunities to celebrate with the kingdom. And now... Who knows how that's going to be impacted in the future? Uh, This is a tight-knit community uh, from the Hunt family for decades have conditioned us to value the fans and the kingdom in high esteem. And we've always looked forward to it. Even the guys that weren't on the stage yesterday, uh, the the chief ambassadors were walking around signing autographs, taking pictures, um, interacting with the fans, high-fiving, you know, singing, all that stuff. And, it, and it's not to bring any light to us. We've already had our time and, and, you know, time in the spotlight. It was really just to be able to engage with the fans that we know uh, make it so great for us to be a part of a great organization and a winning organization. So it, that's, that's the thing that kind of, as the days unfold, it's not going to sit right with a lot of current players that there could be an impact of how, they're embracing the community and how they're able to celebrate with the Chiefs kingdom in the future. We're talking to Dana Hughes here on 610 Sports Radio. You can correct me if I if I misheard you. You, you started uh, this conversation mentioned that either you or you had friends that knew uh, the, the, the victim, uh, the deceased. Yeah, I had uh, friends that knew. Um, my daughter played uh, volleyball with uh, a teammate whose family was connected with them. So uh, I was I received text messages pretty much as soon as I got to Arrowhead Stadium, got to my car about who it was. I was reluctant to post it on social media. You probably see my first post on Twitter, and I just used the uh, the initials because I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want that sure. to be like I was trying to scoop anything or anything like that. It was just about prayers and acknowledgement. But uh, yeah. You know, there's such a tight community here. You're always one or two people away from knowing somebody. And, uh, you know, I was 
you know, I got the message from those family friends pretty quickly. Dana, and we've been asked this question. I think it'd be interesting from your perspective as someone who's been to these here a lot lately too, just the same as we have been. Would this give you any pause about going to an event like this again, knowing that I guess at least this is plausible, you know, I, I wonder what this will do for Chiefs Kingdom as far as, let's say, they win the Super Bowl next year. Will this deter people from wanting to go out? Well, I would say that based on some of the, um, the sensitive responses from a lot of people on the news and on social media, it will definitely hinder uh, people going out there. Uh, I can be honest, man. I'm angry. I, just, like, I got a group text with, with uh, several Chiefs ambassadors. I know Keith Cash, Sean Barber. Uh, voice Eric, you know, uh, we got a bunch of guys that have just voiced their anger with the situation. Bill Moss as well, Eric Hicks. Like, not, like we've gone, we've, I think we've transitioned into anger, man, because it, it, it pisses us off. It, and I'm sure, I'm sure we're not alone. I'm sure a lot of people at the radio station as well as the fans because of, how much it marred Kansas City, how much it marred the celebration. And, and obviously at the forefront of that is that the impacted family. Uh, and I, I don't want to make a light about that, but like there's an anger that's going through me now and disappointment because of what now will not be the same. And if it's not right for one kid or one family uh, in the future, if we go three-peat and do something that, no other NFL team has done in the history of the NFL and win a third Super Bowl in a row. And there's that one family or that one supporter or that one kid who may not have an opportunity ever to get to a game and would have had a chance to be within 50 feet of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and the celebration and get a picture or something like that. And now that one family won't go, won't experience it because of their fear, that pisses me off. And I think I'm speaking for the ambassadors as well. It's the same kind of sentiment. And, I, and yeah, I just it's, it's, it's just getting under my skin more and more. I think about it as we're 24 hours away from, you know, how it all unfolded, almost 24 hours away from it. Like, I feel more anger now than I did at the time. Former Chief Dean and Hughes, of course, uh, host of Players Only that's on here, 6-7. to seven. He's the Chiefs color analyst. Uh, by the way, Union Station posted this, Julio, a little bit of, a little after six. Um, Union Station will reopen to the public uh, 6 a.m. Friday morning. Union Station attractions will reopen Friday with regular business hours. Um, it says our Alpha Lip photo op and other Chiefs photo ops are no longer available and will return next season. So that part will return next season. It says uh, Amtrak uh, passengers should continue to ex- access Union Station. Via the rotunda entrance, says Union Station's West Yards parking garage is open and accessible. You can now approach Union Station for both east and west along Pershing Road. For guests wishing to leave flowers and tributes, a space has been designated on our South Plaza patio on the south side of the front parking lot. So there you go uh, from Union Station earlier tonight. That was Dana Hughes. As we mentioned, coming up the next hour, uh, Bring back some Matt Fleener, who's great from KNBC as usual, and Julio Sanchez is a great story, um, powerful story uh, from when we started the show. But Brett and NKC and other callers, I will get to you when I return. 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Welcome back. Jay Bickley, Julio Sanchez producing the operation. Text line, uh, a lot of people wanted to hear what Julio had to say. They, they missed the story on it because we opened up at 6 o'clock. And uh, so we'll bring it back to you. 8 o'clock is, I think, is one of the most uh, incredible things I've ever heard because it was real. Unscripted, real. It was how I saw Julio when he came into this building and wanted to hear exactly what happened and why he had the look that he did. And we'll, we'll replay it here at 8 o'clock. It's really good stuff. Let's go to Brett. In North Kansas City, what's up, Brett? How's it going, Bink? Um, Julio, I just want to say first, uh, appreciate the story you told earlier. Um, you know, it was very emotional. Um, as a parent who did not go this year to the parade, my wife and I talked about it. Um, we decided too many people, too much has been going on in the world. We didn't think something like this could happen. But for people like us, uh, we we do feel what's going on for everybody else. And hearing those stories from people like Julio and Bob earlier today, you know, it, it is helping us. It, we're all connected. Oh, and Bob's wife's story, Jen, Jen that was yes. uh, when she joined it. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was that was powerful. Yeah. So being come in, I've known you for years from the radio. You're a tough guy like me. I cried a lot last 24 hours, you know, just, uh, it's been a very emotional time for everybody. And just like that, I could have been there with my family, you know? Uh, so we appreciate all the stories. You guys keeping it going. You guys doing your job, um, holding it together for us. Uh, we appreciate you all so much. Uh, I hope you all know how much Kansas City loves you guys and cares about everybody. 610 sports, geez, all that stuff. It's very nice of you, Brett. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, very kindly, uh, for that. And we'll, uh, We'll dive in. We'll dive into some uh, some draft topics tomorrow night. I, pr- I promise. This is uh, sometimes uh, sometimes there's a time for things, and sometimes there's a time not for things. The time isn't now, but it will be. The time though, soon enough. Is it now? Is it now? But Julio. Uh, but when we come back, I mean, Julio. As, as I mentioned, uh, I've known Julio for years and years. Um, and years. Been to his place. The just. Uh, Great place that he fixed up and did a, just did a miraculous job. I loved it. Followed his career for the longest time. He's one of the most realest dudes I've ever met. Um, most honest dude I've ever met. There's nothing fabricated. He's not a look at me guy. Never has been. Never will be. Um, he just tells it like it is. And I could tell something was really bothering him this morning when I talked to him. I was like, "Hey, man, we get to work together and stuff." And I knew that you know he was down there at the parade. Obviously, he works. He was setting up the uh, the stuff for the. Uh, the uh, presentation, the the microphone for Mitch and everything with the, with the Chiefs there, and he was doing that, and I knew he was, he was a big part of it. And uh, he told me today, he was, he was honest with me, says I'm not a hundred percent sure I want to come in tonight. And he hadn't slept, and you can tell, um, not in his work ethic. It's hundred percent still like he he does, but you can tell he's bothered. And then I texted him and. Uh, Thinking, okay, am I going to get the text where he's not coming in? I was like, no, no, he'll be there. He said he's going to be there. He's going to be there. And he wanted to come in and tell his story. And I'm glad he did because if it can help one person, do it. And that's what Julio did. And I had the utmost respect for this guy right here for telling me uh, his basically firsthand account and kind of how he's he's dealing with things because the uncertainty of the situation, not sure what's going on or what's happening in the moment. Um, you never know until you're in that moment. He found himself in that moment. So anyway, I'll bring you the uh, how we opened the show when we come back. 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.